0: Welcome to another 7 Minutes with Matt. I am your host, Matt Rogers, and thank you for spending the next 7 minutes with me because I believe it is going to affect the next 7 weeks of your life. Today we're going to talk about culture crafting. What is that? What does that even mean? Basically, it's a fancy tagline to say, if you want to change culture, it starts with you. Most people are succumbing to the culture. Most people are judging the culture. Most people are throwing out their opinion of the culture instead of saying, you know what? This is what I want it to look like, so I'm gonna become that. One of my favorite leaders on the planet is John Maxwell, and in his book, The 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership, I'm gonna pick out a couple things that really stuck out to me that he writes and that I highlighted. It says, who you are dictates what you see. Ain't that the truth? Who you are dictates what you see. Back in the day, when it kind like y'all hear me talk about, you know, faith, healing, and miracles all the time. Why? Because there was a part of my young life where I walked in that because of my mom. I saw her and, I saw myself as that, so we did that all the time. Then mom passed away, I didn't see it anymore. I didn't see it in me, so I didn't look for it. And then in 2010, I started seeing opportunity in every obstacle when it came to people who were in trouble like with cancer or in a wheelchair or anyone that had infirmity. I never looked at that like, oh, well that's just God's plan for their life. I looked at it as an opportunity to bring healing, because that's what I saw. What you see, or who you are, is gonna determine what you see. The other thing John Maxwell says is, how you see the world around you is determined by who you are. So, basically, who you are and how you see yourself is how you are gonna see other people and treat other people. A good example is, when I was a young dad, my 17-year-old son, now Braden, for those of you who don't know him, Braden is probably one of the kindest dudes on the planet. He is not an extremely athletic guy. He's extremely smart. He loves people. He loves business, networking, talking. Like, he's he's got my personality. He doesn't have my passion to be a football player. But when I was a young dad, he's my first son. You know, I'm 27 years old, 28 years old when I had him. My boy's gonna be just like me. He's gonna be a football player. He's gonna win Rose Bowl. And I, you know, I wasn't good when I was young, but then I worked and I got better. So that's the way I saw myself and that's the way I saw him. So for the first 10 years of his life, I treated him like he was gonna be a football player. Come hell or high water, man. He's gonna get better. Dad, I'm the worst one on the team. I get picked last. That's all right. So did I, blah, blah, blah. And I was trying to drive something into him that wasn't really working. And it created a culture with him and I that still to this day, which by the way, we're fine, but still to this day, little things will pop up and come out of his mouth because of the way that I treated him. Uh, That sounds worse than it is. I didn't treat my son bad, but the way that I viewed him at a young age, I saw him for something that he wasn't. And when it comes to the culture in your home, in your business, or just our world around us, how you see yourself is how you're gonna treat people. How you see the world around you is determined by who you are. One of my favorite heroes of all time is obviously Jesus. He knew that he came to change culture. He saw people based off of they have a need and what I have can fill it. What if you adopted that mentality in your life? And it could be with anything. It could be with your marriage. It could be with your company. It could be with the baseball moms when you go to your son's baseball games. All of these moms are in need of something and I have what they need. It would completely change the way you talk to people, treat people, act around people, judge people. I mean, you can go on Facebook and just be entertained for hours on all the crazy people on this side of the family and all the ones I really agree with on this side of the family. But the bottom line is both sides need what is inside this book. I'm holding the Bible for you listeners. Everybody needs what Jesus had. So I said a simple prayer 13 years ago. It was... April 9th, 2010, I said, Jesus, help me to start seeing people through your eyes. And I'm telling you, he answered my prayer because from that day forward, it is impossible to offend me. I don't get offended by people anymore. All the negative comments that people send about, you know, when I'm wrong, when I talk on this or how I believe, whatever, it's fine. It doesn't offend me. I might not agree with it. And it's not like, I don't agree with that, Matt. Like, dude, I stopped getting offended a long time ago because I became free from me. I always thought you were the problem. And if God would change you, then the world would get better. What a terrible, terrible mindset. But most believers have that mindset. Jesus, come quickly. God's coming soon. Basically, they're saying to hell with me or to hell with you, to heaven with me. Cause I'm going to get swooped up in the great rapture and God's going to burn all these people and they are screwed. I mean, that's basically the mentality because they don't see people through the eyes of Jesus. They might believe in Jesus. They might be believers, go to church, but there's a difference when you see people through the eyes of Jesus, because when you do those people who are far away from the way that you believe, you don't get mad at them. You don't judge them. You have compassion for them. Huge difference. Huge difference. Jesus had compassion for everybody. I mean, he, even, you know, we always use the Pharisees as our example on why to get mad at people. But dude, how much compassion did he have on Nicodemus? Sat down with him at a table. He knew that they were missing something. He had compassion for everybody. The lame person, the blind person, the woman with the issue of blood to where the whole first part of the story, they didn't even call her, uh, or they just called her the woman. The woman, they didn't even give her a name. And then after she touched Jesus, he called her daughter. Woo! Because once you get a revelation of Jesus, you automatically become family. How cool is that? You start seeing people through Jesus's eyes. Everywhere you go, you create a culture. And uh, I said last week, uh, I mentioned or in the last seven minutes on that, that we had started a youth group. My goal in that culture is to be, outrageously generous and make these kids feel like they are at home. So regardless of what goes on outside the wall, regardless of what they brought inside the building, when they're at our Gen Z youth group, the culture changes because that's what we created. They are the most important person in the room. This is all created for them. When you start looking at people through the eyes of Jesus, every single person you interact with becomes the most important person on the planet. And when you see people like that, the culture will change. I hope this inspired you. I hope you go out and you change culture because it starts with you. Thank you for listening to another 7 Minutes with Matt.